Shema say hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Now, you may have noticed that that introduction was slightly less voluminous than normal. That is because our good friend Brett, unfortunately, cannot be joining us today. But that's okay, because this is our first podcast recorded in isolation since the whole world changed. Uh, So here we are. I am currently in rural Tasmania. That's right. (laughs) Long story, irrelevant. Well, we'll learn about this at some point, I'm sure. Charlie, you're with us. What's up? You're still in Sydney. How are you going? Hello. Yes, reporting from Sydney. I'm good. You know, just watching a lot of anime in isolation, which is good for the conversation we're about to have. So, yeah. That is good. And this week, we're doing something a little bit different. Doing something a little different. We have two excellent human beings here with us today, and they are Heather and Jono from the band Cry Club. What's up, guys? How are you? Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I just wanted to get them on because two massive anime fans uh, and in an absolutely (laughs) awesome, awesome band as well, Cry Club. Check them out. They are totally dope. Just released a new single, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Well, not just, but... We put out... Yeah, obviously our last (laughs) single, which put out pretty recently. Hell yes. Get around that if you you can, everybody. So I guess I'll start with a little... uh, little anecdote about how we first met. So I also play in a band called Gasper Sands, which I've mentioned probably before. Yeah. But we are, we were playing a, together uh, on a bill with an excellent Newcastle band called Rave Tapes down in Thoreau. And generally, yeah. my the thing, they are fantastic. I do this thing where I wear anime shirts when I play. Now, most of the time, it goes over people's heads. However, this particular time, I walked off stage <laughs> and Heather approached me. And said, hey, man, wicked shirt. I love Saitama. And I was like, what? No way. And <laughs> here began another conversation of great depth. This is how it goes. <laughs> this is how it goes here. <laughs> Let me sing you the song of my people. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> it really is like that, though, isn't it? I mean, the amount of times, like, Charlie, you've yeah. been in similar situations where someone will oh. drop an anime reference at a party or something. You'll look across at them and be like, oh, you too? Honestly, it's like a code. Mm. <laughs> One of us, you know, it's great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I wanted to get you guys on and just talk about what got you into anime. What was your first anime? What was the one that got you in your gateway? Like each of you, you know, just uh, give us give yeah. us your origin story. Give us your backstory. Do you want to go first, Heather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first anime I ever watched was Evangelion. Oh, nice. Great <laughs> choice. Um, I was... It's so good, but I was literally like 12 or 13. Wow. Um, it did some damage. <laughs> but, but um, it was like that and Fruits Basket. Oh, I read a lot first. I love Fruits Basket. It's one of my favorites as well. Me too. So good. Yeah. yeah, and like the new the new adaptation is gorgeous, so I'm really happy. Um, but the, it was like two sides of like I guess the two extremes of anime, like fucking Evangelion, and then this <laughs> mildly cute slice of life that gets really weird. And I loved it. Hell yes, hell yes. Yeah, sick. Um, for me, I had the like cheese TV, yes, uh, like growing up kind of thing. Yes, dude. Where True. I think my main exposure was like Card Captor Sakura. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. That was big, as was obviously Dragon Ball Z. I was, like, obsessed with Dragon Ball Z as a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think things like Cardcaptor Sakura were, like, th- those were the ones that, like, 
that and Dragon Ball Z stuck in my mind. And then there was a period of time where we had Ozstar and oh. watching Adult Swim mm-hmm. late night on Cartoon Network. So before I knew what the fuck was going on, I remember being like <laughs> 12 watching Tenchi Muyo oh, being wow. like, this is... This is different. <laughs> and like Trigun. 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 Oh, so yes, dude. And watching Tray. Trigun and there was like all these other like shows that were kind of like late night misc kind of stuff mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was like I just had so much stuff shown to me through the whoever was like programming that. Mm. So like a lot of stuff that I would never have interacted with like outside of that. Yeah, it was such a, like, for me, it was, Dragon Ball Z was my first, and then Naruto was the thing that, like, got me hook, line, and sinker. As a, you know, teenage (laughs) boy, I was just like, but just, you're right, seeing this this totally foreign art form, which, uh, and way of storytelling, which uh, was so new to Mm. me at the time, you know, and I just couldn't believe the depth you know, that I was seeing and just the yeah. the boldness and how different it is, you know, like that's why I love totally. it so much, you know, and you're right, like Kaka Sakura and <laughs> watching Adult Swim late at night just going like, what is this? I don't know what it is, what but is I happening? love it. Legit. <laughs> yeah. Legit. So the fun little bit of Cryclob lore is that we actually met <laughs> on a plane going to Japan for a uni trip. And we were sitting next to each other on the plane, having never met before. And I was watching Over the Garden Wall, which is the Cartoon Network miniseries, which is phenomenal. And so amazing. good. And that's how we met. And we were actually in Japan while there was all these advertisements for the 20th anniversary of Evangelion. So everywhere we went, we were both so excited. That was like, oh, my God, there's Azuka <laughs> over there. And it's like there's all these advertisements for, like, pachinko machines with all these Evangelion things. True. <laughs> Everyone thought we were so weird, too. We, I think we were, like, were we, like, counting or, like, just yeah. looking out for Evangelion every time we'd be like, it's there. And everyone's like, I really don't care. And we're like, guys, it's <laughs> Evangelion. And, like, while I was there, because I, like, I got through the whole trip being, like, saving my money for stuff. And then we went to this shop that had all this, like, manga and stuff. And they had, like, the full collection of Akira, but they didn't have it in English. But it was so cheap that I actually have the full thing of Akira in Japanese, which I can't fucking read. But I've got the full (laughs) thing. Just because I was, like, this is so cool. And I love, like, Akira was, like, such a big thing for me. Like, the movie. And then just being like oh well there's the manga here and like yeah i can't read japanese but maybe i'll like do something with it where i like maybe like take the panels out and go like oh yeah this cool thing that i've got i literally just bought like evangelion themed food most of the time (laughs) i was like what's got eva on it i'll have that i have so much useless junk but it was nice anyway i can't believe we met like yeah the weebiest way possible yeah (laughs) Big weeb energy. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. So I guess we should probably talk about an anime which is all dear to our hearts and, in fact, was the subject of our first conversation after the uh, Saitama sighting was, of course, <laughs> Hunter Hunter. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my favourite show. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it, Heather. Tell us why you love it so much. Oh, my God. I'm currently on, like, my sixth or seventh, like, rewatch. Wow. I kind of rewatch it every year. Yes. My sibling told me I had to watch it. I can't remember where they saw it, but um, I resisted for a long time because it kind of looks like, you know, there's those shows like fairy tale and mm. classic like little shonen kind of things. And I was like, oh, I, what's it about? And no one could really tell me what it was about because, you know, it's like this kid looking for his dad. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of not what it's about at all. 
<laughs> and it's like you can't you just can't describe it you're like look you're gonna love it and then it's gonna crush you and mm -hmm. you're gonna love that yes i don't know and so <laughs> i'm just so like every arc like i i always forget a bunch of stuff and then i keep watching it's like everything you know what i mean it's like a mythical beast anime it's a freaking Yu-Gi-Oh anime mm -hmm. it's like all the best bits of like shonen and action and then it's like flipped on its head Mm -hmm. um, to keep surprising you. It's just beautiful. It's The characters are just so rich. I mean, yeah. Hisoka must be one of, if not the best <laughs> bad guys ever created, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm literally so surprised every day that someone hasn't, like, cancelled Hunter Hunter. Yes! Like, because he's so creepy. Like, there's so <laughs> many fans. And no one talks about what a creep he is because it's like you watch a show and you just love him. Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. uncancelable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually had this conversation, me and Charlotte, before we jumped on <laughs> this. And we're like, maybe we shouldn't mention some of the really problematic uh, parts of his soccer. But, you know, I'm so glad that we're here because I was so keen to get into it. It's amazing. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's He's it's one of those time. moments where it's like there's all this stuff that like I'm a massive Berserk fan. Oh, so yes. like and I am like up to date with the manga and everything mm -hmm. and a big part of that is acknowledging the stuff that is like pretty socially unacceptable. Oh yeah. Um yeah. like Berserk in particular goes pretty oh. into stuff that they have subsequently avoided mm -hmm. because of how intense it was. And I think as much as we can try and be like really ethical consumers of this stuff, like there reaches a point where you have to acknowledge the time period in which this stuff was made. Definitely. So yeah. it's like Hunter Hunter when it was being written and what was happening with Hasoka. Like I don't want to like brush it under the rug, but mm. like it is what was happening in anime and like Japanese media at the time. Yeah. It's so like, weird. It's yeah. Like I can't really watch Ninja Scroll too oh, much anymore yeah. without, you know, but like something like Hunter Hunter where it's like a really positive experience outside of that. <laughs> you know? I mean, I've always found it quite hard to actually because of that, introduce anime to people who haven't kind of watched it before because you kind of have to go, I don't really condone what is on this, but you have to take into a case. I find it quite difficult. That's one of the hard parts about getting people into anime, I think. So mm. it's an interesting point to say that, like, yeah, you have to acknowledge it because if you brush under the carpet, then people are just going to be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like I, I, Berserk is, like, one of my favourite things, but I really struggle to recommend it to people. Yeah. Like, unless you're, yeah. like, deep into anime and stuff, like, it's not really the people show for you. People have a hard enough time with yeah. Neon Genesis as well because, um, mm. yeah. True. It's, I mean, most people I recommend that. I actually love recommending Neon Genesis because I think it really is beautiful just as an art form just in terms of its style, like, it's Me music. Too. It's, like, existentialism mm. kind of, like, it's so good. It's not just a mecha anime. But there are some things I'm like, oh, you're going to have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Like, but it's, yeah, it's sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think um, when it comes to like Hunter Hunter, like luckily uh, there's a decent, like I think the um, the proportion of which the story is in that weird stuff that we wouldn't really be vibing outside of anime. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I think it's like a luckily small part. Agreed. And it's yes. where I think certain shows like, um, I feel like the the constant if you want to get into anime recommendation I always have is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood yes. because it probably has the least amount of that stuff. Agreed. No fan service whatsoever. It, which is yeah, great. and it's like that stuff that makes it so immediately accessible to Western audiences because there's no there there the barriers the cultural barriers aren't up as much. Totally. Agreed. And it's one of the major problems, and it's why we actually started this podcast, is because, you know, I'm such an anime fan. I remember chatting to a friend of mine at, at your birthday last year, Charlotte, about 
uh, Attack on Titan, which was season three, part two that was just airing, oh. and just blowing our mind, you know, and just, I'm, I'm a manga reader as well of that, so like I'm already mm. past it, but like just seeing how well they made that part of the series and just how extraordinary it was and the reaction on Reddit, everyone just freaking out. And he was, I was talking yeah. to him about it, hey man, what do you think? And he's like, man, it's the best thing I've seen all year. And I'm so frustrated that every time I try and recommend it to someone, they look at me like I'm a weirdo, you know? And it's yeah. like, yeah. so it's deliberately why we wanted to do this podcast is to try and break down those barriers. And yeah, I've been talking about the fact that some of it, it's real weird. And some of it's quite problematic. <laughs> you know, it's a very different yeah. culture yeah. to us. It's also difficult not to bring our own, uh, I guess, Western lens to another culture as well. You know, like, so there are things that are different uh, and which, you know, is not for us to necessarily judge, but at the same time, that's of course, so true. Yeah, but also, also not to excuse some of the blatantly messed up stuff, which there is quite a bit yeah. of. Yeah, you know, it's in a there. real. Yeah, um, I think yes. the best part of Hunter Hunter and most of anime for me is the like vast amount of world building, like fantasy world building, like similar to like oh, yeah. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's the same at like vast kind of like. And I think to me. The most exciting thing about Hunter Hunter is the magic system or like the battle power system, yes. which is yes. Nen. Nen. And it's Nen. just the way it's done is like it makes sense. It's not just like the force in Star Wars. Where they're like, and now you can turn back time. Oh, and now you can heal. You know, like it just like it makes sense. There's actually <laughs> yeah. like pros and cons and it's so it, well thought out. So I don't know if you guys mm. think yeah. about that. Yeah, it's like that really defined magic system. They're like very like um, scissors, paper, rock kind of thing yeah. yes. going with it. So good. Where yes. something I really like about Avatar The Last Airbender mm. was they were specifically designing their magic system and how all that worked, like out of like comparing to Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and stuff where it's like Harry Potter, why is one wizard more strong, like more powerful than the yeah. other? Because mm -hmm. the author said so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's literally as much as it goes. Yes. Whereas with Avatar, they're like, okay, cool. We want like non-violent but fighting. Well, martial arts. Mm -hmm. Like that's a thing that we can practically understand as like a power difference. Totally. And same thing with Hunter Hunter, where it's like there's this like scissors, paper, rock thing, but also its ties to like martial arts yeah. allows it to be like comprehensible and also defined. Yeah. Yes. Like there's limits. That's it. Yeah. Like the rules. I think what's really cool about Hunter Hunter is like there are all of these rules on it. You know, you can't just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger without like paying a price for mm. it, mm. which I guess is like the big overarching. I don't know, like message of Hunter Hunter. Like um, it's it tests your like greed, you know, it's like how strong do you want to be and how much are you willing to give up? And I think it's really interesting as well, like watching every character and looking at what they're willing to give up, like Kurapika, like what he's willing to do to like, avenge his family or how far Leoria wants to go to like save people and like yeah it's without it being like totally black and white too like gone you know he's a main character and he's like a ray of sunshine mm. he's the most beautiful thing in the world but he still has this strange moral compass and then you know by the time you get to the end you're like how much of himself is he gonna sacrifice to like oh it's <laughs> I keep rambling, but like, no, I love like, it. No, it's yeah. so good. I'm rewatching putting all it. these restrictions in place. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Hey, it's yeah. It's the rewatch is amazing. It really is one of the best, and it's something I think you could easily, easily recommend to someone who's never watched anime before, because you know it does totally. all the, yeah. all the yeah. big shonen things, ticks. But it has great characters too. It's not just like a like yeah. a black clover, which is just like oh, okay, here's a here's a shonen by the numbers. <laughs> just big you know, like, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, 
It's fantastic. Uh, absolutely. Everyone out there, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan or any, anything with, you know, high fantasy, high world building, Hunter Hunter is your thing. Definitely. Yes. I think a big advantage to Hunter Hunter as well is that it has something in common with JoJo's where it's like yes. each arc is a uniquely different experience. Yes. So by the time you're X amount of arcs into Hunter Hunter, you're not burnt out on, mm. well, yeah. we've already kind of done this before. We're not in that Dragon Ball Z, like, cool, new powerful <laughs> person shows up and we have to fight the new powerful person. It's yes. like... Yeah. No, let's play some fucking cards, bro. <laughs> like. yeah. I still don't know how Greed Island works. I'm yeah. to Greed Island right now. Yeah. And I'm like, how does it work? What, what do you mean? <laughs> His suck is here, so that's fine. Now we're playing dodgeball. I don't get it, but I love it. Oh, yes. It's like we're in an isekai now. Okay. Like, cool. Like, it's okay. so into it. Yeah. Oh, God, it's good. And the way, like, I, don't, I was just thinking about it today, like, I think aside from the, the like, Phantom Troop, even, I guess, including the Phantom Troop arc, like, the, the entire show is, like, gone and Killua just learning and, like, having mm. fun and, like, testing their own limits and being like, bro, this is so cool. And then you get to the Chimera Ant arc and it ties everything mm. together. It's like, oh, you know all these things you learnt even back in the Hunter exam? Now it's, like, life or death. Yes. And I, it's like the perfect, the, the the anime, like the 2011 anime is just the perfect story, like start yes. to finish. It's Agreed. beautiful. It's so fantastic. Rant. No, no, rant away, please. It's so, glorious. As anime fans, do you, is there anything you would recommend to people who are saying, I want to get into it? Would it be Hunter Hunter? Or is there something else you think is more kind of accessible as a gateway anime that you would first go to? Other, you mentioned Full Metal Alchemist yeah, before. But. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend, for me, like the beauty of Hunter Hunter is how, it takes all these like really well-established tropes in anime that are already there. <clears throat> like stuff from Naruto, you know, like the the Chunin exam and the Hunter exam are like pretty similar. Like a lot of things have been influenced by Hunter Hunter, but it also turns a lot of things in its head. So I think it really shines if you are someone who's watched like, you know, like One Piece, Naruto, um, even like Death Note, mm -hmm. a bunch of that stuff. I'd say it's like a mid mid-level to really enjoy it yeah mm. i was i was talking about this the other day and um like uh my friend who i watched um all of dexter with was like i want to get into anime what do i want to watch and i was like i think death note yeah. yes. but like death note's pretty intense but it's kind of like here's the highs and lows of it, but I haven't oh. watched Death Note in so long, so I still don't know if it's any good. It is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so. <laughs> it must be. It's good. It's just so heightened that it, you have to get on board with the style yeah. pretty quickly. Um, it's a bit yeah. of a time capsule, yeah. but it's yeah. fantastic. In fact, we did an episode on yeah. that a little while back, and Brett Brett had his uh his little review of it, and yeah, really really enjoyed it. But it's definitely because of its time. Totally. Yeah, dated. It's very emo, and I love it. Like it was taking me back to being fourteen. It's a. It was mm. a good. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about another one, which I think we can all agree is absolutely fantastic. And that is, of course, Mob Psycho 100, which I just yeah. think is that oh. second season in particular. That Fuck. was just stunning. It's stunning. I just finished it. I watched it in like 24 hours. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about Tell us about it. Tell us what it's about. Well, I think... Mob is Mob Psycho is the story of like a young boy like it's him figuring out who he is like there's all this yes. like crazy stuff going on <laughs> but it's all centered around the fact that like it's someone like forging their identity mm -hmm. and going through like growing up 
and mm. figuring out who they are and who they want to be. And like, there's all these crazy psychic battles with crazy animation <laughs> and all this super wacky stuff going on that's super engaging. But it's, I really enjoy the fact that it's like, it's got a really clear core. Yes. Which is watching someone grow up. Yes. It's stunning, really, because I mean, it's by the same guy who made uh, One Punch Man for anyone out there who's aware of that, which obviously was a phenomenon back in 2015 and is a fantastic yeah. show. But I guess the way to describe Mob Psycho for me is like it's a, it's One Punch Man with heart, you know, and like an actual mm. story because yeah. it's still all the cool, crazy, powerful battles and stuff, as you were saying, Jono. But you're right. At its core, it's just about a kid trying to figure out who he is. And like it's beautiful. And that, ep- that episode yeah. in season two when him, with him and Reagan, you know, is just one of the most... <laughs> touching moments that I've ever watched on anything. You know, I was weeping yeah. as a child. I was like, oh, my God. Me too. So beautiful. And I've been doing a bit of research about one himself. So his name is it's a Monica, one, O-N-E, who's very secretive. Uh, he actually just started mm. off writing all these as a web comic. And um, yeah. he actually starts with the characters first and then, uh, then builds the world around them, which I thought was a really interesting oh. way of writing. And uh, apparently Reagan was originally the character who he created first for Mob Psycho and was going to build the no whole way. show. Yeah, was going to build the whole show around Reagan. And then he realized that that was going to be more interesting with someone else to, you know, play off him. So he created Mob and then built the whole Esper world around it, um, which is just really interesting. After reading that, I was like, oh, yeah. God, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, you want to hate Reagan, but he's kind of my favorite. Oh, <laughs> I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's so great. Like, a con man with heart. Yeah. Yes. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he ever actually, like, really cheats someone out of, oh, maybe a couple times. Couple but, times. like, he never, he doesn't have some grand, like, evil plan. He's just, like, just a dude and I'd like to make some money and I don't want to, like, completely screw people over. So if I can make people feel better, like, whatever. It's so, oh. It's and glorious. just, like, yeah, the, him and Mob's relationship is so funny. Like, you know that Mob must know, but also I guess he doesn't. Because he's too nice. I don't know. It's like the, the <laughs> entire thing is so sweet. It shouldn't be so touching. Mm. But it really is. It's beautiful. I, yeah, I watched the entire thing so fast. Like both times. I just could not stop watching. And just mob the very last episode of season two in particular. Like I cried pretty much the whole way through. Like <laughs> the idea of like, you know, he want, he, he's always holding back. And not just for himself, but for like everyone around him. And like. He's always thinking about other people and then, the like, he finally thinks about himself for once and mm. you'd think that would make someone really selfish and then the one time he's selfish, it's, like, the time he helps the most people. It's so beautiful. I'm trying not to spoil anything. It's really <laughs> yeah, hard. No, it is the hardest, it's the hardest part for us yeah. whenever we do this. Brett has to <gasps> constantly stop Charlotte and I from going yeah, on tangents we, we as well. <laughs> think, yeah. The animation itself in Mob is worth watching the show for in general anyway. I think anybody <gasps> would be able to appreciate that show regardless of being a fan of, like, anime tropes. Because it's not really that tropey. I guess it's kind of a spin on Akira, that kind of style of, like, you know, that telekinetic yeah. kind of overpowered young boy. So, like, he's obviously doing – because he's yeah. One Punch Man, he is doing, like, a parody, a mm. satire, sorry, of, you know, Shonen. Yeah. Um, this one I'm assuming is sort of, like – somewhat in a similar vein of parody of like the Akira like yeah. is it or not I don't know am I reading into that or is that the 
I think, no, I definitely, it reads like a parody, but with heart, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, mm. all right, all these, all these things we kind of take for granted. Let's explore those, mm. you know, it, rather than it being a parody, like that stuff is dumb. Yeah. It's like that stuff is like super popular and let's actually think about it. You know, what would actually happen if all these espers just got out and like wreaked havoc? What is it actually like to navigate just high school having, <laughs> <laughs> having psychic powers, but like knowing that you could like smash everyone if you tried, but you can't let anyone know that you're this powerful. I think that's the most interesting part. Mm. The fact that he joins the, the body. Absolutely. But the fact that he joins the body improvement club is just my oh, favorite so thing. Yeah. <laughs> the They're, They're the best. best the absolute best. Oh, so great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, everyone's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wholesome. Yeah, I think... The the thing to me about Mob is it's like if if I was to say like it with the comparison to One Punch Man, One Punch Man is totally in that like postmodern like yeah let's deconstruct the like shonen tropes and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Whereas like feels like Mob is that next stage that kind of like current like meta modernism yeah. kind of thing where it's like simultaneously combining sincerity with irony mm. and oscillating between the two. And I think that's the thing that makes it so kind of engaging is there's so much of the show which is like the funny ironic taking the piss kind of stuff and then it immediately jumps to the stuff with a lot of heart and a lot of sincerity and I think yeah. that the oscillation between those two things is the thing that's so interesting mm. Mm. yeah I liked I liked what you were saying before about Reagan standing up as a first character like I think if Reagan was like the focus it would be more of like a parody Mm, and yeah. like more, I guess, ironic and dry, I think. Yes, but yeah. I think because it focuses on Mob, he's got a lot of heart. And the, I, I, yeah, I want to just go back to the animation style too, like what you said. It's like so simple and it's so deceptively simple. Like I know a few people I recommended it to were like, ah, oh, it's like not that pretty. And I'm like, just wait. Just, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> oh, this, the second shit gets real, it's gorgeous. Like mm. I think there's that ghost in one of the early episodes where it's literally just like paint mm, yes and it's like stop it goes into stop motion it goes into like sketches i don't know i love the way that they're like we're gonna do these simple character designs so that when we do like make shit just totally crazy we can go further with it totally it's wonderful to me this is a really good recommendation to people i think i yeah. think anyone me who's too, never watched yeah. anime you could just get straight into it and be like cool get it i'm into this you know like quite you're right hunter hunter does require you're gonna enjoy it more if, if you're familiar with shonen genre because uh, it's yeah. sort of the peak of shonen to me, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah took, me too. took what Naruto and One Piece. Mm -hmm. oh, One Piece is pretty good from what I've been told. But um, one of my <laughs> big flaws in my game, people. I'm sorry, I've never seen One Piece. So <laughs> oh really? I know. Look, I it's know. a lot. It's, it's pretty good, but it is a lot. And mm. there's like filler, you know. There's mm. no filler in like Mob or Hunter Hunter, which is like chef yeah. kiss. <laughs> yes, it's a pure story, like like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as well. What I love about it is that it's a contained yeah. story. It has a start, middle, and an mm. end. It's been plotted out, and it just does it. Doesn't drag it out because it was popular. Just gets it done. Yeah, and it's you know we're all better for it. Which hopefully Attack on Titan does as well. <laughs> Will they stick that landing? Yeah, I hope so. Oh, we'll find out. We'll find out. God. Yeah, it's it's so hard with a lot of that stuff where it's like you've got all these stories that are so defined by like I think a, a lot of people point to what happened with Dragon Ball Z where it was supposed to end with the Freezer arc mm -hmm. but the show was so like the manga and the show was so successful that it was forced to continue mm. yeah. and there was a lot of good stories that came after that but didn't have that same clarity of purpose no that mm. exactly for an American example like Gravity Falls mm. was 
only ever supposed to be two seasons and it was part of the contract that I, the creator signed with Disney. He was like, you are never allowed to continue this past two seasons. It stops when I call it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. They called it after two seasons and everyone was desperate for more and he was like, no, it's only, it's like a summer holiday. Yeah. That's all it is. Stop <laughs> not and Ferb, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of, of self-contained stories. You know, that's something that really yeah, mm, Fleabag makes me happy. Yeah, Fleabag did that as well. Perfect amount yes, of time. She's perfect. Totally. Oh, Fleabag's I haven't seen Fleabag. Oh, you, oh, you must. It's phenomenal. But you're right. Yeah, everyone's, it's on my list. everyone's like clambering for more of that. But, uh, you know, she's like, nope, that story's been told. Which is actually interesting with Hunter yeah. Hunter because I was doing a bit of reading about Yoshiro Togashi today. And uh, he was mm. saying that he, you know, because obviously it's the big thing of hiatus, hiatus, because he's constantly on hiatus, yeah. which is, you know, frustrating for us fans. But he actually said, like, look, I could have finished it when, I won't spoil it, but could have finished it when there's a specific point. Uh, and he, yeah. everyone yeah. was like, no, give us more, give us more. And he himself was like, look, I could easily finish it here, but yes, there is still more story to tell, so I will. But as soon as I feel that there isn't, I'm going to stop, which I really respect. Yeah, yeah. That's a, like the great call to make where it's like you are letting the production of the content be de- determined by what the narrative wants to be. Mm. Yeah, it's like, and not about it's, the money. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Um, I like I'm it's the old comparison always for me, but Berserk has like the most punishing hiatuses, like <laughs> very comparable to Hunt Hunter. And I'm so glad that it has had that because it's never gotten bad. Mm. Right. Like it's always been good. And yeah. like while the hiatus thing can be like a real punish as an audience member to go, like, I I just really want the content though. It's like, yeah, but I'm kinda cool with like looking back in ten years' time and thinking like, damn. It took a while to get there, but it fuck it rules. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about Berserk briefly because you're right. It's something that isn't to be given to a, a complete anime novice oh, because no. it's yeah. heavy. Um, but to me, one of the best stories written down. I, I just think it's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's uh, no one watch the uh, 2016 adaptation, please, because it's placed. I was just about <laughs> to say that. <laughs> no, don't please do don't that. do that to yourselves. <laughs> um, let's let's Look, treat it like the second one... and third Matrix movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't do this. Exactly. Excuse me, I actually really like Reloaded, and that tells you a lot about me as a person. Um, <laughs> but. Now no one's going to listen to my recommendations because I like the second major movie. It had, to, it had to be bad somewhere. You know what I mean? Like Berserk had to be bad at some point. But at least it was bad in like one adaptation and not the actual story. Yes, the story is good. It's just you know the I mean? animation. Oh, criminy. It's like oh, PlayStation it's 2 rough. graphics. It's, it's Yeah, just, it's kind of funny. That's such a shame. But, yeah, if you want to go, yeah. I mean, I personally love the 90s adaptation. Yes, the, oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, the animation's a little bit, you know, OG and clunky, but like I just think it's that's the one to watch, you know. Um, it's a good aesthetic. Beautiful. And it's what a a classic, like not enough budget, so they're directing around the fact that they don't have much budget. So there's like aesthetic choices defined by the fact that there's not much money, mm. as opposed to let's go for this crazy thing. Oh, we actually came up short because we don't have the budget for it, as opposed to like, okay, we don't have the budget, so let's move around that. Let's figure out how to define the aesthetic around that. Absolutely. It's a it's a great fantasy genre, this one, uh, Berserk, for anyone out there who's looking for something. If you've got a firm stomach and you're okay with some things yeah. getting a little bit strange and uh, supernatural, get into Berserk because it's a wonderful character study between these two men uh, and they have a very interesting and complicated relationship, which I love. Uh, and mm. it's some wonderful, wonderful action sequences. And, yeah, it's sort of a Game of Thrones. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you're going to probably enjoy Berserk, but it's even more hectic than Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you like big swords and you don't have a heart, you'll love Berserk. 
sign. It feels sign like it's up. like Game of Thrones, like the next step yes. level of intensity yes. and everything. Yes. And if that sounds yeah. like it's for you, go in with both feet. But if 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 you're not <laughs> into that, give it a wide berth. It'll 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 hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> it'll hurt your soul. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, brilliant. Um, well, I think we've done. A really great job of, you know, telling us about yourselves and your anime history. And I think you've given people a lot of lovely, lovely recommendations. And I hope everyone out there enjoys them and can get on board with the anime crew. Join us. Come join the join party. Us. It's fun. You know? One of us. One Please. Of us. My friends are getting sick of me. <laughs> All I talk about is Jing Freaks. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I the thing about you. the Chimera Ant arc is, you know. Oh, don't get me fucking started. Don't get me fucking started. Like three episodes, ten seconds. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, wonderful. Well, look, thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. This has been wonderful fun. and um, Thank you for to, having us. Of course. And hopefully we can play a bloody gig again soon. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Who knows? Please. That'd be nice. <laughs> Imagine. Who knows when that'll be. But uh, when it happens, look out. <laughs> Look out. Thanks so much. Right guys. on. <laughs> no, thank, thank you so much you. for having us. No worries, pleasure.